0: Mark, I believe we are. One, two, three, four.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Money Market Truth, presented by the Come Up Series. My name is Mark from Uncultured Currency, and this is my co host. Hey, guys, I'm Mo from OTB Clubhouse. Mo, how are you doing, man? You doing all right? Doing amazing. How are you doing? It's it's hot in Florida. I was just telling you earlier so so everyone could know. I'm a little off my game today because I'm on medication. I um, For the past couple of weeks, every time I'm itching afterwards, and it's really weird. I don't know if I shower too much because I shower in the morning after I come from the gym, then I shower in the evening before I go to bed. So I don't know if that's the reason why. We have like a salt tank or something that filters the water and everything. So I don't know. I, I used to use cocoa butter. Now I got this specialty cream that didn't work. So I had to take some medication to stop itching today and... I've been tired all freaking day. Hey, man. You
0: know the amount of bugs that you guys have in Florida. Just that could be it too.
1: I remember coming in and asking you why everything's covered. Even though oh yeah, <laughs> you're like, why is there? Why is everything enclosed? The pool and everything. Yeah, man, the bugs are out of out of control out here, and we got locusts now too, man. Like like giant. I'm talking about like big ass locusts out here, which is ridiculous. So yeah, it's crazy. Everyone, thank you for showing up, by the way. We are live. So this is not pre-recorded. We are live. And today we're going to do something that's completely different than what we've done before. After we're going to do our hot takes and then we're going to bring y'all in. we am going to drop the link in the chat. You're more than welcome to click on it. You come in if you have any questions for us, want to discuss anything or have your takes on the current hot takes that we cover. By all means, f- feel free to, to do that. Um, The only thing that we ask is just to be respectful, no drama, no cursing, keep it PG-13 and kind of go from there. So it should be exciting. And it's funny. It looks like Charles over here saying just like Louisiana. Yeah, Florida, Florida can be just like Louisiana. But I would say Louisiana is a little bit worse, in my personal opinion, because it's very a lot of swamps out there. So as well as in Florida, but I live in Orlando, so it's very different. Um, So, yeah, you ready, Mo? You ready to get into the hot takes?
0: I was going to say one thing. Anonymous asked a question. Where is the
1: liquidity coming from? I'm going to cover that today. So hang tight. We'll cover that. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. And um, yeah. So please save the questions for, for the end. Oh yeah. Mo, by the way, before we do that last episode, we covered Baba. Yeah. Right. How'd that go for you? So Baba,
0: we did 150% on calls. Um, I sold everything before earnings. Cause one thing I'll tell you about China, there's a lot of manipulation happen and they have a lot of control over what they do. If you just pull Baba's chart, Um, you're going to see a gap up, gap down, gap up, gap down in the last 10 days. Um, They did okay. Uh, They double beat on earnings, but their revenue declined. And so they tanked after earnings. And like I say, be very careful for earnings. However, you asked me a question last time. I'm starting to think that Baba is bottoming. I think certain stocks are bottoming. Um, The biggest issue with China was Agreeing to the US audits, because you know what happened with so many companies, they were on the fake addresses, wrong pictures and all that. So following the same, they're actually working with that. And so I think China might be coming close to buy. Personally, I'll just be trading it. But the trade
1: itself did amazing. Okay, yeah, because I saw the earnings. And I saw that it dumped. Uh, well, I didn't look at the earnings. I saw it on a chart. I saw that it was a nice big red candle. So I was wondering if you had gotten out prior to that because I know we talked about it last week. And I specifically asked you, is this like an investment? Like, no, man, it's, it's a trade. It's simply a trade. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if you we were going to hold it over earnings or not. I personally don't like to hold anything over earnings. That's just Yeah, me. it's a gamble. It is, man, because it could go either way, right? And I don't like trading on earnings either because of the – the iv and theta decay so um but my, my plays have been pretty good so far man um, my apple is down right now i was up yesterday but I, you know i do the cover calls and cash secure puts and uh, verticals so those have been working out pretty well But we're gonna get into some other stuff here later all right ready for the hot takes let's do it are y'all ready audience are y'all ready for the hot takes put a 111 in the chat <laughs> Too much? Alright, ready? Let's go. Oh, yeah! Distress beacon! Oh, yeah, baby! Uh, Here we go again, Morty. Now, here we go. And here comes the odd takes with Mark and No. Alright, get get ready. Die, let's get this! Hey, Mo, did you realize I said Mark and Mo? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon one like later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, anyway, so today we're going to cover first hot take is Disney. So if you guys have been following Disney, I know that's a lot of people's favorite stock to invest into. I was one of my did sell out when I reached close. No, I think I. I forgot when I sold out, but I was emotionally attached to Disney and I've learned not to be emotionally attached to any specific company anymore. And since I've just only invest into dividend individual stocks nowadays, Disney is not in my purview anymore. But they had the earnings and obviously the, the earnings didn't do too well. It started selling off. And what I noticed is that the Disney's direct consumer slowed down, which also prompted a lot of analysts to start downgrading Disney. Today, we got some more additional news, which I guess is good news and bad news, depending on how you want to see it. So um, essentially, Disney scraps this plan for the newest uh, Florida campus, which we're planning on building out here in Lake Nona. They were planning on bringing 2,000 employees from California California. To bring out to um, Florida to work, and they were going to build basically employee housing in Lake Nona. That has been scrapped amidst the whole tension with you know the governor in Florida and et cetera. They're also suing um, Ron DeSantis currently over undoing some developmental projects that they had put in place prior to basically losing their status that they had to govern themselves. So that's gone. Uh, so they have like a lot of stuff going on with Disney, man. Like they they they're fighting with the Florida governor. Their streaming service isn't doing too well. Their content is getting a lot of heat because of the whole agenda, political agenda, woke agenda they're trying to put in there. Whether it's um, about you know racism or LGBTQ, whatever it is, they're inserting that stuff into content, and some parents aren't liking it. So, and then obviously they supported the so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill, which it doesn't say at all. I've done multiple videos on it. It's called the Parental um, Rights Bill, which was initially. For third grade and below, so kindergarten to third grade, the bill basically stated that you cannot teach or promote or encourage um, sexual identity as well as sex from kindergarten to third grade. And I think every normal parent would agree, yeah, I don't want my kid learning about that stuff in, in school, in elementary school. And the governor now actually extended that bill now. It's going to go from kindergarten through 12th grade unless... It's um, in regards to sex ed, where they can discuss situations like that. But that's like later on with like in middle school or high school. I don't know how you guys do it in Canada. For me, I, b- I believe it was in middle school when I had sex ed. What about you, Mo?
0: Well, we got a note from uh, my son's in kindergarten. We got a note from the teacher that they're going to be covering sex ed in kindergarten. Correct. And, no. uh, and if we want to opt out we need to let them know. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is it too personal to ask what you did decided? Um, Possibly my decision was to opt out. Okay. And uh, I think man, that's what we did. I don't yeah. know if
1: it's come yet, the date, but yeah, we opted out.
0: Yeah, okay. it's not personal. And he's too young, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really strange, man. And I know like a lot of... That the mass media basically turned this parental rights bill into oh don't say gay and a lot of celebrities jumped on board and they're like don't say gay how can you not say gay and in, in, you know Florida and all this other stuff but it literally took five minutes y'all to read the bill it, and if you read it common sense would say yeah I'm not okay. I, I, I'm, I'm for this yeah yeah definitely definitely ban that type of talk in in elementary school and now it's um. 12th 12th grade and there's other stuff i mean i have it on my political channel so if you guys want to check it out by all means go ahead shameless plug by the way. uh what but yeah that lake nona employee campus was going to cost one billion dollars so since that's scrapped that's a billion dollar savings for disney what also happened however today was also announced that star wars galactic uh star cruise are you familiar with that have you heard about that one Mo? i i'm not sure no okay it's uh it's in disney here in florida they built like a whole star wars themed area which i heard was awesome i haven't been there yet but my son has and he, he loved it it was great well it's like a hotel it's like an interactive immersive two-day hotel where you go in there and you you. it's like an, an entire star wars experience entire hotel looks like you're on a starship or something like that or star cruise don't don't judge me i, I don't know all the terms star wars um but it was pretty neat and i actually i'll, I'll show some footage here actually I read about it. They charge twelve hundred dollars a night, and they close that down, right? So it's not closed on yet. Yeah, they spent two billion dollars to build this hotel and opened up last year. Today, it was announced that I think is September or August they're going to be shutting down the hotel completely. Now, but you're right, it did. Each ticket cost. It was on average sixteen hundred dollars oh, per day. So for a family, an average family of like three or four, they were saying costs about six k. Food is included, of course. Um, drinks are included. It's basically like a cruise ship, but you're on in inside of a hotel and you have access, I think, to the Disney parks as well. So they're they're basically scrapping that as well. I guess they're they're losing money or, or something. It was only 100 rooms. Um, not sure what exactly happened. All I know is that Disney's trying to, you know, cost. I mean, save some some money and, and co- cut back on some of the, the costs. Because, again, their direct-to-consumer is definitely slowing down, not as, as they were expecting. So we'll see. Because I also heard rumors that they're talking about, instead of um, doing their own streaming service that they did, they already have their own streaming service. But they're also planning on branching off ESPN as its own. And they're just trying to do a whole bunch of different things. I think too many people jumped into the streaming service to try to compete with Netflix and came unprepared, not realizing how much money it costs and how long it takes for them to be profitable. Because I don't know if you remember, Netflix was, like, unprofitable for many years until, like, recently. And um, I think they realizing that the, probably the, the best route was to go the route of like Sony, where you just license your content out, which is what they were doing before. It's a lot easier, less of a headache. So I'm not sure if they're going to try to go that route as well to license some stuff out, but they got, um yeah, they're basically doing some, some cross-cutting there. So they lost $2 billion, obviously, on this hotel, but then they're saving a $1 billion in this Lake Nona uh, campus, plus the 2,000 employees they were going to ship from Cali to over here. That's money savings as well. So do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Well, look, depend on the investor looking at it, right? So. Um, I'm pretty sure when they passed this construction or this development, they talked about how much they're spending now and how much they'll be making in the next 10 years, because that's how they think. Like if you listen to Jeff Bezos, he said, anytime they launch a product, they don't really make money for at least the next 10 years. They try to like minimize the losses. So I think it's a good thing for now, because if the economy is going through a recession or something bad happens, they have cash on hand and, Mm I'll be honest, man, like, regardless of what your income level is, like, majority of people are making less than 250 a year. The trip to Disney World, Disneyland is not worth the money right now with the economy we're in.
1: Um, so I think it's a very smart decision on their part. Yeah, I agree. I've only been in Disney one time, and I really loved it, to be honest. I had a great time, but it was... It, I got to hook up. I could only imagine, like it would have cost us a lot of money, man. Just going to there, and um, like I said, here's their their latest earnings report in a visual manner, so you can see what's happening and what what happened there. Um, it's un it's unfortunate. I really really liked Disney, but like I said, it was more of like a, I was attached to it emotionally, and I should have taken profit when that's what it was. It went over two earnings ago, went close to um, 110. I didn't take profit. I actually held on to it until I was only like one percent profitable, then I sold out. Um, but Disney, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm unfortunately done with Disney until they get that act together and figure out what they're planning on doing here in the future. They are still planning on spending $17 billion, though, here in Florida uh, within the next 10, 10 years. So don't think that they're pulling out completely. They, they're definitely still doing stuff here in Florida. They're just going to reinvest that, I guess, probably into the parks or some, something else, the little land that they have left or whatnot. So that's pretty much it for disney um if anyone's interested in investing in disney ask some questions here at the end and i could maybe tell you like look at the charts or whatnot all right mo what do you got you got something so, to talk as well
0: so there's a conversation around debt ceiling uh we've been hearing a lot of it on twitter um uh, if you guys uh-huh. follow along or trade and so just so people understand the deadline for uh debt ceiling is uh june 1st they need to make a decision two decisions need to be made. Either they approve it or they go default. There's a, I would say there's a, I don't want to say zero percent chance, but there's a very, very, very low chance that they go default. Um, but I have this very, very good video and it covers the question that uh, Anonymous was asking is where is all this liquidity coming from? Give me one second. We'll get
1: that. Sure. Point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty concerning. That, I know they're making a big deal about it. Oh, there you go all right let's go what do you make of the whole debt ceiling issue as it relates to the stock market i'll ask the same question i I asked cheryl do you think this 400 point move here is optimism around that and is this finally the thing that can try and bust us out of this range
2: i actually think that the debt ceiling is the biggest buy the rumor sell the news event why so Because the lead-up to the debt ceiling has actually been a major driver of liquidity being pumped into this market. When the Treasury has been spending down its cash balance instead of issuing new bonds, the end result is that it increases reserves in the system. It adds liquidity. And that's one of the reasons why growth stocks, technology stocks, speculative stocks have been up year-to-date. One of the reasons. Other reasons as well. But when we get past the debt ceiling the treasury will start issuing new bonds and that will have the net effect of taking liquidity out of this market see that's the same thing that
0: saperstein said not all right um i think the question you asked at the start was amazing and as she says this is one of the reasons why um we are moving up so two days ago um biden had a note where he said before he goes to his Um, G7 um, he is going to make sure that this gets passed um, and that was the reason for the rip that's one reason why we're ripping the second reason is I want to be very careful in cautioning you the macro might be bearish but what you do day to day has nothing to do with macro so I want to do a better job and only talk about things that can help you make money now. Because if we talk about what could happen in six, one year, that's good information for you, but it doesn't really bring any money in your pocket now, or you can't make any kind of decision that would lead to some kind of value for you. So that's what I'm going to focus on. But the other reason why we're running up is because a lot of people are bearish and what they're doing, they're buying puts. And what happened today, perfect example, we were slowly moving up, we went up broke 4165 on spx the moment we broke up we got to 4171 i was watching for 4165 to break to get puts and the moment it broke it didn't really do much so it was basically um barcoding which means it was consolidating and what it did was we call this term a false breakout which means it traps shorts and squeezes them by pumping up, which was Mark's talking about. So what happened was we went from 41.65 to 41.60. So a bunch of people just like, okay, the main level broke, let's go short. The moment they went short, the market pumped back up because we're adding more liquidity to the market and that's what caused the rip because all these shorts, they're stuck now and they're selling out, causing the rip to the market. Just so you have an idea how bad this was, I had 41.90 calls for 30 cents, okay? 30 cents, $30. I paid one contract, $30. It went to $1,200 at the end of the day. I sold it at $530. It went to 1200 That's roughly what, three, six, close to 4,000%. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. This is called a false breakout where shorts are getting squeezed because A, there's a lot of people in short, because it's an OPEX week, which mm-hmm. we've talked multiple times. You can Google it. Then you have a failed breakout where people are layering in more short because they're like, this can't go any lower. So, if tomorrow, same thing happens, people, if we don't get a balanced market tomorrow, which is what we should see because we saw a big move today, mm-hmm. if we don't see a balanced market and we see more puts coming in, we're going to keep squeezing up. We could see 42.50. Historically, the Monday after OPEX, is when you see a big change in the market. I think there's a possibility we could go down. Possibility. We're heading to a window of weakness. Um, There's a fund called Kai Volatility. It's managed by a person called Kem Carson. And love the guy. He basically talks Spill Gamma, uh, Charm and Reina. One of the things he talked about was um, window of weaknesses. There were two. One was in February that didn't work out. The next one is in May lines up with what she's saying she's saying this is buy the rumor sell the news the day this gets approved whenever it does we are going to see sell the news meaning where people are going to sell into it will this be a retracement or a reverse i have no interest in predicting that because that's not what we want to do and that's what i mean is shifting from just giving you uh, a macro because that doesn't do anything as a trader I want to look at what the flow is doing now and what we can do with the information we have. So with the information we have is I think we've got, we're in the overextended area, which doesn't mean we go down. It means that if we don't stop shorting here, we can keep going up. We need a balanced day. And once we get a balanced day, that's when you're going to see fair bit of profit taking and retracement, which is very, very normal. And I would not Uh, underestimate China China is looking very strong there's certain stocks that I've got my eyes on like Roblox D dog is up 50% in the last 10 days so there are a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that's happening you need to watch what's going on and where these cycles are leaking into we saw a regional bank leaking into crypto then the money from crypto going back into regional bank they recovered today um, if you noticed And so all that stuff is looking good, but debt ceiling overall as a trader, the conversation for us is how does that benefit us in the next week, knowing what we need to know. So the news is by the rumor, which is what people are doing. I think we're up roughly 150 points in the last two days. We were 40, 47, now 4,200 hit. So um, I think that's that's a very, very good market that we're, as a trader, this is a dream market for anyone don't let the macro, and this is a conversation I've had with Mark, when you're trading, don't have an investor hat. Same thing. If you're trading, don't have the macro hat on. March was potentially my worst month I've had in about two years. And that's the mistake I was making. I was thinking macro, but I was trading for the week or the day. I was doing zero days. And I would freeze at times when the decision or the flip needed to be made you can't do that as a trader now it doesn't matter what the macro says and that's why i like pointing out that it was very smart to buy chips nvidia because nvidia could go down back to 90 or 70 80 it doesn't matter if you added nvidia at 100 it's at what 300 you're up what 200 percent. it's irrelevant yeah. to talk about that it'll go back to 100 because you made your
1: money uh but yeah Yeah, and I'm looking at the chart here. I pulled it up just now, too. This is SPX. But if you look at just like the S&P 500, we're at a key level too, 4200, right? So it hit 4200 and got rejected there slightly right before it closed. I don't know where it's at right now. But I have, I just drew a line here on SPX. And it seems like on a daily chart, it seems like we're here at a crucial point. Can we break this or can we not break this? That's the biggest question, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen moving forward now on the investing side though. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. So if anyone wants to know what I'm thinking about doing um, by all means, ask. So that's uh, and then however, Mo, what I did want to touch on though, the VIX is pretty low on a daily. Do you see it? It's yeah. uh, last time, I think last time you and I spoke, I even hit you up. I was like, Hey man, I'm buying calls when it had dropped down to like 1588. Right. Yeah. And um. I, I didn't hold long enough. I remember you hit me up. He was like, congratulations, man. You should be up like, like several hundred percent or something. And I sold out. I think it was like a 10% or something, but I am, I am eyeing the VIX again. What's your thoughts on it? Would you, would you play this if it drops below uh, 16? Cause right now it's at 1605. If it drops tomorrow, pretty low in the 1559 or in a 15s period, I'm thinking about adding at least one contract. Well, Pavel's, it's kind of
0: late, but if we were thinking early, Pavel's speaking tomorrow before market. So we should, like if you trade futures, it'd be awesome to trade in the morning. But um, that's going to add some volatility. I mm-hmm. saw some massive puts come in today for June and July
1: for VIX, for SPY. Um, so You said puts for, for VIX? Yeah,
0: sorry, calls for a VIX and puts for everything oh, else. Okay, that's I what I was
1: like. I was like, whoa, so they think it's gonna go lower. Uh, man, I must have missed that. That um, Powell speaking tomorrow because I didn't think anything else was happening this week. That's why I was like, let me let it drop just a little bit lower because otherwise I would have gotten it. VIX is one of the easiest players to play, I think. Personally, if it gets pretty low, we usually know that any, under any news, especially leading up to FOMC or etc., it usually pumps up a little bit. So, you um, want to
0: know something crazy, Mark? The Fed Future Fund sort of predicts when. Um, what the next increase with the interest rate would be right now it's saying 0%. So if NFO, if nothing changes and Pavel comes with 25 basis point increase, that's, that's the stuff that you want to watch out for. Another thing as a trader, we want to make a lot of profit and use some of that profit to buy uh, insurance or volatility when it's cheap. Right now, the puts are very cheap. Like I will look into June and July puts for sure, but with profits day to day trading is a lot more profitable than just going out what we did in january or february where you went a month or two month out bought puts i think a lot of money right now can be made on non-etf names like ai easy play roblox easy they have nothing to do china they have nothing to do with what's happening with the indexes and opex mostly Um, it's the news that happening
1: independently with the stock so those are much easier to play all right, good, good info. Um, And you had something else to cover, right, Mo? We have yeah. one more hot take. So um, what
0: we want to do is we want to talk about actionable things. So what I would like to talk about is flow. I'll go over the flow and then I'll go over the charts. So um, I've seen three massive flows that came in today. The first is the oil taker OIH. Um, they had 3.5 million worth of puts. Anytime I see puts on this name, um, I always pay attention because you don't see a lot of flow coming on it. So they bought 240 puts for October 20th for 3.5 million. Once again, OIH 240 puts for 3.5 million for October 20th. That's flow. That's very noticeable. That's one. Second flow is uh, ticker symbol S. They have earning in 14 days, calls for a 19 strike price for 721, opened for 600K. And then the next one and the last one is smh which we all know chip index 140 calls for 300k for next week i'll go over um the chart but this is pretty notable so hold on give me one second let me just quick yeah i never
1: heard of the s is sentinel one i I never heard of them before i'm looking at the charts right now Um, yeah it's 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 getting there like all right, so let's go over
0: OIH. I'm pretty sure you've heard the OIH symbol. Well, you can you can use this or you can use XOM as well. Someone- XOP.
1: I use XOP as well, I'll trade that. Well, that's this petroleum, I think. That's the one I just got out of today. First so, 30.
0: quickly, it's under 50 day moving average, which is at 272. Right now it's trading at 259. Uh, it's also right under supply, which we're uh, making it easier, it's called a sell zone. It's right underneath it. Um, There's no demand until 237. So um, technicality wise, technical analysis wise, this is a perfect area to short it because it's right under supply. And so the flow matches the chart here. Um, Let me go one hour on this. It's holding on 249, 250. The moment we go get under 250, this thing should fall very fast. Um, I think if you look at the, sorry, I'm going to switch back to daily levels. If you look at daily levels, 237 would be my first profit taking. If 237 falls, this thing has a lot of gap downs. So first is 235, then 228, then 219. And then all the way 200 which can happen uh the market's pumping right now and the flow is quite noticeable 3.5 million for this ticker is pretty big so that's one smh you guys all know i think chips is everyone uh most hosts here talk about chips so i think everyone should be aware of this um i'm gonna show you guys something so this one the flow is good um personally i think Um, I would be quick to take profits on this for two notes. This is for next week, okay? So someone added an extra week. There's no guarantee they're going to hold it past the weekend. And there is no resistance on this thing all the way till 140. So oftentimes when I see charts match with flow, I like it. That doesn't mean this is 100% play or anything like that. Um, It's just RR wise. We had, this is above 50 moving average, 50 on this was 124. It broke out three, four days ago. And if we get a push tomorrow, we might be able to get this over 137-ish and by Monday, 140, if we get it. Ideally, if I was a bull, I'd like to see some sort of balance tomorrow, okay? I want, because we had such a big rally, 150 points rally, you want to see a consolidation. If bears in control, I think the chances are low because of OPEX, and OPEX has a very uh, pinning action. So Friday, people go crazy on lottos. Be careful tomorrow because it is zero day. Monday will be a lot more fruitful regardless of what you want.
1: Uh, Mark's asking, when did the SMH ticker 50-day cross the 200?
0: Uh, it crossed on
1: uh, May 12th. So oh. so and then um Mark asked a question there as well and I'm glad you touched on it cuz that was one of the hot topics I wanted to cover but I just scrapped it um due to time but it says does Apple upcoming announcement have you wanting to wait until after WWDC to make a move on their market giving us about its valuation so I know um I'm actually in a I'm in a vertical um call on Apple I was up yesterday I'm down now because it is a bear play um but I got in there as, I the, I collected a pretty good penny um the, the question is though it's currently at a key level 175 right and it, and it moved up after that announcement before that i remember you and i were talking apple was actually pretty weak it was it was apple it was,
0: was weak on monday
1: and tuesday yeah when tips were running there's something going on i don't know like for
0: instance today there was big insider selling for Meta, like massive i think it was like
1: yeah it's because of the apple announcement they there are uh, this wwdc I think it's happening in June. I think that's what it had said. It was to have a date that they announced today. And that's when they're supposedly going to reveal their version of the Oculus, which is their virtual reality goggles that I may add has a price tag of (laughs) $3,000, according to the sources that, and the leaks that have been coming out. So, and it's, it's a. Bulky looking headset as well, very similar to the Oculus. So that's probably why it's um it's happening like that. And he's saying, uh, will the money flow from Apple to Tesla?
0: So to on that note, there was a massive call today um, for Tesla, two hundred thirty five calls for next month. Um, if I was an investor right now. I wouldn't be putting in a lot of money on Apple right now. If anything, I'd be taking profit. That's why I'm very cautious at this level. On the WWDC uh, part, that's usually sell the event by the rumor. But this debt ceiling conversation, I don't know how that goes uh, and how it plays out. May seasonality is usually also weak. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of things going around here. I think someone who bought, uh, and if you're a trader, if you're an investor with different gold school, If you bought NVIDIA at 100, 150, 200, it's up to 50% or 100 or 200% for you. Uh, Yeah, 235. I'll send you the flow after. Uh, It was a pretty big flow. I think it was 4.2 million or something crazy. Um, I think that was was SMH, OIH, Mm -hmm. and there was one S. That's what you wanted to talk about. Or I want to talk about. So uh, NVIDIA has earnings next week too. So the SMH flow will play out fairly well as well. Oh, you're in it? Nice. Are you the flow, Mark? <laughs> That'd be funny if you're the flow. All right. So S is right on. Oh, you can't hear me? Uh, no. Can you guys confirm if anyone's having issues hearing us?
1: I hear you. You're still good.
0: Right, okay, cool. So this one is, it's got earning, I believe, in 14 days. Uh, 13 days. I love these kind of plays because I play earning run-ups. This one is a little bit different. It's right on supply, but the flow came in. So I love this play. And again, this is not a financial advice. This is just for education. Once we break the sell zone at 20, we don't have anything till 23 and we broke the 50 moving average. So not bad play. It's fairly cheap as well uh, for premiums and you're adding time. I Like in the last two months, probably my best months this year, I've traded non-index play. So I've stayed away from NVIDIA, Apple in terms of longer swings. I've picked up like Google. Uh, We picked up Google, I think, when it was 105. Now it's almost at 122. We played Amazon when it was 100. Those are more friendly. I think NVIDIA, Apple constantly being talked about upped their iv and now they have earnings and everyone's just talking about it same thing with microsoft these plays i think have more juice in them so um yeah sure roman we'll do tesla and then we're we're gonna take open up questions
1: um speaking of tesla by the way you know you and i have been a tesla bull so let's keep everyone updated on what our thoughts are on that um so full disclosure for me i actually bought one share of tesla and i finally sold it for profit and um, I actually bought, I took that profit and as well as a share that I bought and I ended up buying TSLL. So I am bullish on it short term right now. I am out of my put that I had in my Roth for the I think I think I had a hundred or sixty five I forgot what it was but um, I it took it at like a thirty dollar loss nothing big. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Do you, do we still think that um, Tesla's gonna go down? Yeah, one hundred. my The day my
0: thesis change, I will make sure everyone knows I'm still bearish. But the problem is coming in and talking about my thesis. I don't want people to think I don't play calls or like mm. I go bearish next day if Tesla flow comes for two thirty five. I'm playing call. I'm bearish. I think we're going to test lows on SPX. That's my thesis. But in terms of the levels, Tesla is right at the 50 moving average right now, which is at one to be safe around 177.80. We get above that. CTs are going to buy this hand over fist. I know Mark's probably already buying this hand over fist. So once we get to the 178 level to be safe, you don't have anything till 188. And the way Tesla moves, you understand, right? This thing can go... 30 40 dollars in three four days good looking chart baba's sort of similar but baba's got a whole lot of shit going on but once we break this 178 that's where would i have my alert only thing i'll caution you guys we've had a great week tomorrow is Opex. just don't go crazy on zero days i think monday will be a lot better opportunity upside and downside tomorrow play level to level OPEX weeks are known for pinning action. Pinning means just straight, slowly draining premium. Cool. That's it, Mark. If you want to open it for a QA, we're good. Yeah. I do
1: have a question. Have you ever heard of TSLL, which is the bull one times five X for Tesla? So that's, that's what I end up doing. I just bought a bunch of shares in that. So it, if anyone is interested, take a look at TSLL. It's really cheap. It's like it's $9. I got in at $9. So that's where I got in at. It fell as low as. Man, what was it? Um, close to like, I think $4 at one point when Tesla completely sold off. So you would have definitely won X at this point. So I got that. The highest has ever gone is $20.55. Um, so I just bought that safer than buying shares in Tesla. Again, I'm not, I, I'm not an investor for Tesla. I'm just trading it. And I said this before that I don't buy individual stocks, stocks anymore unless It's in my dividend portfolio, which requires it to have a dividend. And although Tesla is now considered a blue chip, did you know that, Mo? That It was announced to be a blue chip now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but it doesn't offer a dividend. So until it offers a dividend, I'm not really going to buy it. And I'm still bearish overall on Tesla. I just couldn't take advantage of this trade. So, um, yeah, let's open up the floor for a few questions before we head on out of here. And hope you guys enjoy this show. And if you enjoy this, what we're doing today, which is just literally bringing people in, I'm going to drop the link in there. All you have to do is click on it and then um, we'll see you backstage and we'll add you to the conversation. Whatever you want to ask, feel free to ask us anything. Um, if I don't have the answer, I don't have the answer. I'm just going to be straight up. I don't have the answer. So anybody's willing, anybody can just click on that link right there. I just push, put it in the chart. I mean, in the chat, how do I uh, start there? Okay, there we go. All right. And if, if anyone sees it, you guys can click on it. And, uh, We'll wait like two minutes or so, just chat and see if anyone wants to come in and actually ask any questions whatsoever. But I can go through um some of my plays, man. I really like XOP. XOP's been, been playing that since uh, beginning of this year, which is that for collecting premiums. I've been doing iron condors on those. It's been relatively good. It's a slow grind because it seems to go from 17 to 22 and back and forth. So I'm in that. I also have five cash secure puts on Ford. I'm up 26% on that right now for June. Um, The minute it fell close to like breaking the $11 range, I got it. It's a staple for dividend investors. So I don't really see it dropping a lot lower than expected. During the bear market, I had a level, I think it was $9. It never reached there. I think the closest it went to was like um 10 it says don't forget about the linkedin oh i don't even know how to post it in the linkedin how do you i don't i don't know anything about linkedin i'm sorry what you
0: could do is if you want you could type your question
1: oh well there's someone here we have brooke in here i saw in the chat so let's add brooke hi brooke how are you doing
2: good um so i had a question bullard spoke today but i didn't really see much news about what he was talking about um something with inflation but I didn't see him on the schedule today either. And that's kind of like when we fell to like the 4160 area from 4180s and when that trap happened. Um, just wondering your thoughts on that. And also there was a bunch of Uber calls today over a million dollars in calls. Um, so I didn't know what your thoughts were on that as well.
0: All right. I'll take the I'll Uber question.
1: I don't know anything about Blur talking. I honestly, I didn't pay attention to the market today, so I cannot answer any questions on that on my part. Sorry. So,
0: I, I don't think anything uh, Bullard said was worth um, paying attention to because the market didn't and the market bought back right away. I'm quickly checking the Uber flow. Um, what 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 did you get? Can you tell me the exact flow that came in? I'll pull the chart meanwhile.
2: I think it was for June, July maybe.
0: Okay, let's check. Let's take a look at Uber.
2: There was like two different orders of, um, of flow. It was close to a million dollars.
0: Yeah, so Uber did have a massive breakout. A lot of these stocks are... So there was a note by Goldman Sachs. um, If you own a Bloomberg terminal or if you have a broker license for GS, you get this kind of information. Um, I have friends that pass me this information. And what GS mentioned in the note was right now you need to start paying attention to stocks that are lagging. So Apple's going up, Microsoft's going up, pay attention to Google and Amazon. And so there's other stocks that are lagging. Roblox is lagging, right? And so is Uber. And so is, I don't know if you've noticed, people have been talking about Palantir. They've been talking about SoFi. There's a lot of stocks that are being bought. And it comes back to short squeezing, liquidity. And people just know that so much cash people have on their hand. And they need to do something with inflation going up. So they're buying stocks right now. But this is also a window of weakness, which is what I keep telling people. So just have the back of the mind. What I want to make sure I give credit. One thing Cam was talking about as a fund, they do something called stock replacement. And what that is, is they'll short the stock and buy calls. And that way they have a good mix of hedging or they'll buy puts and buy stocks. So stuff like that. Give me one sec. Let me put Uber first.
1: Yeah. Also, Brooke, you said that what was the calls for? What's the price target?
2: I don't remember. Let me look if I can find it.
1: Okay, Because I'm looking right now, I know it gapped up, and I'm looking at some level. I see a next key level at 44.31 is the key level I see on a daily chart. But the fact that it even gapped up after earnings like that concerns me because, as you know, anytime it gaps up, usually, not saying it's guaranteed, but usually it will retrace back down. And it gapped up from... I gapped up twice. It went from thirty-one to thirty two. That's not a big gap. But then they had earnings and went from thirty-two to thirty-four. So that's a two dollar move on that day on a daily chart. So yeah. There was right. a what two point
2: you... four million for July twenty first, the thirty seven fifty 3750
1: strike. 3750. Oh, okay. And they already surpassed that.
0: Oh so uh, well could've... no, someone bought they bought in the money calls. But the problem with Uber here is I'll quickly show you. In the last 18 days, this thing is from 29 to 39%. $39, that's a $10 move. That's roughly a 50% or a 40% move. It's right sitting at the supply. I would wait for it to break <clears throat>
1: the 40 level for me to buy and getting in. Right Not stay away. Any more questions, Brooke?
2: Nope. All right.
1: Awesome. Thank you for calling. I'm, I'm saying your name right, right, Brooke? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to kick you mm-hmm. out now, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. All right, anybody else want to come in or have any questions? Go ahead, throw in the chat. I see someone says, what about TWLO, which is was Twilio? Earnings was decent and it still fell. Uh, I don't follow Twilio, but let me go look it up real quick. Um, are you, you, are you familiar more, with that one?
0: Yeah, you want to take this one? My throat is coming up.
1: Oh, no worries. Let me pull this one up. Um, I'm assuming I, I don't follow Twilio like that. Let me pull the chart real quick, though. Um, where's my chart? Because I remember, I think Twitter, wasn't that one of the ones that was like unprofitable at one point? So let me pull up and look at some of the earnings report, scan it through real quick and see why it actually fell. Give me one second. Um, If anybody else wants to come in, you're more than welcome to go ahead and jump into the chat. So let me guess that. All right, let me see. Yeah, I got Palantir. Oh, I guess good for you, man. You got Palantir at a good price, to be honest. I'm not a Palantir believer. I love the software and what it can do for the, the government. It's a very competent software. I'm just not a fan of the the company and how they run overall. So looking at um sorry, I typed in T W L O. Looking at Twilio. So, value. so it's trading at 20% below our estimate fair value. Revenue forecast grew 13% per year, currently unprofitable. Yeah, see, that's what I'm, I'm assuming. It's currently unprofitable, and now forecast has become profitable over the next three years. That's what I'm assuming. Again, I don't follow Twilio like that. Um, let me see what the guidance was as well. Twilio reports impairment of long-lived assets for the first quarter. Twilio reported impairment for long-lived assets. Um, yeah, it's probably because... They'd be in there down 52% in, in a year. Jesus.
0: So, Mark, I would watch Tulo to break 50. If it could break 50, I'd look at calls. After 50, I'm looking at 5780, which is the 50 moving average. Those are the two levels I'd watch. It needs
1: to break yeah. 50. Yeah, and it's in the bottom chart, by the way, y'all. So, and it did gap down. So it ha- looks like it had earnings and then dropped from 53 all the way to like yeah. Man, honestly, if it dropped all the way down to 45 and then got bought back up and sold off again. And is slowly climbing back up. So, there, I mean, there is a good chance it actually may fill this gap. It's almost there at 50. Um, if it can break 50, then I'm seeing around 55.
0: This is actually, now that I can talk, this is actually one of the best charts that's been called out. This is a lagger, right? I'd keep an eye on it. If mm-hmm. If the buyers can take this above 50, I would go with it.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I would be careful as an investor. I, <laughs> uh, me, I'm, I'm a huge fan now. Not putting a majority of my money into any company that's that's not profitable. I have some friends who are, are literally Palantir shills who have invested pretty much their life savings okay. in Palantir, SoFi and i think that, and i think block was one of them but not too many people follow block anymore or square but palantir and um so far i seem to have a massive fan base and if you look at that it means it's down significantly because neither one of them were profitable palantir is finally showing a little bit of profitability it's nothing impressive but people are going crazy for it and i don't think palantir is going to remain where it's at right now i think it's that ten dollars has been running up with the market but overall, I do not expect to see Palantir at $10 in the next three months. I honestly expect it to be below $10 in the next three months, possibly going back to the eights before it bounces up there. Just looking at it right now. Yeah, see, it's also currently at a key level as well, which is a... Oh, shit, it ran to 11 dollars Wow. Okay. It, but it is at a key level right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up um, selling off. And honestly, it also gapped up. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes back to eight dollars. That's my personal opinion. What says, do the two of you still think Tesla would drop? Yeah, yeah, we, we said that we said that earlier. We talked about it. Um, that we still think right now I have TSLL in Tesla because I'm bullish short term and I want to profit off of it as a trade, but we still think that is going to sell off eventually. I'm I, gonna, competition yeah. coming. I'm I mean, sure there, go that. ahead. So, no, I was gonna say that there is good news, The one good news is that. You know, Elon is finally stepping away from Twitter. So, you know, he's got a new CEO and he's going to try to focus more on Tesla again. So hopefully that works. And I didn't watch the... um... What's the Tesla earnings day or event or whatever called Wait, the Tesla
0: happened last week?
1: Yeah, last week. I didn't watch it. Um, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not the biggest fan of Tesla. I follow it fundamentally and stuff and I look at stuff and until I see some massive shift and maybe I'm just old school. I'm one of those people who doesn't understand Tesla, I guess. Um, I just look at the numbers and it's it's growing. It's still good. I um, just don't see it going to three, four hundred dollars anytime soon. It's my personal opinion. If anything, I think it's going to sell off for a while until it it, um things shift within it but that's just my personal opinion again again i know people really disagree with me on this statement i
0: wasn't going to say anything but i'll just say it outright. i think monday brings a very big window of weakness if we get a massive sell on monday tesla is right at 50 moving average it can go down pretty fast just watch how we do on monday if we can still hold up this these numbers seasonality is bad the debt ceiling probably gives us another pump over the weekend if they say everything's good i'm looking to go puts after the debt ceiling but monday is very crucial historically monday after opex is when the market reacts to everything that's happened a lot of what's happening right now is zero day uh manipulation and the opex rolling so be careful i'm not saying this isn't real buying this is real buying people are actually buying in media they're buying tesla and mark mentioned elon not being the CEO uh, of Twitter and moving to just Tesla is a very, very good news. Like it's a, and one of my thing was, it's such a good news. It should have been at 180 already. Why is it not 180? What's going on? Are investors losing faith or are they going over NVIDIA or something along those lines? So it was a very good news. It should have, it was only up a percent after hours when uh, Elon announced it. It should have been up. It should have been 180, 200
1: already. Yeah, it should have jumped up significantly more. That's why, honestly, one of the reasons why I got TSLL because you get, you know, one times the move, one and a half times the move, but also if it goes down, you get one and a half times the the downfall to it. But again, it's only like less than 10 bucks a share. So it was a no-brainer for me um, to go ahead and buy some. Just make a couple bucks off of it. No big deal. I'm just not a strong believer and have this strong sentiment and thesis like everyone else does long-term on Tesla. I think those days of where with the evaluation that it had, I think it's going to be a while until it gets back there. But, you know, that's and I'm I'm, I'm staying true to how I feel on this one. So I'm not stubborn. I will change my mind, change my mind. I'm more than willing to change my mind, but I need to see the numbers. But yeah, that's it. Um, holidays are also coming up is what uh, Brooke said as well. So, all right. We had uh, one person. No one else is coming in. So I guess that it does it for the shows. Um, oh, wait, hold on. It says one guy has a question here like, that guys, can you cover kre regional might be oversold are you familiar with that one
0: yeah so we actually talked about it um basically uh there's a bank wl that's a ticker they had earnings and they said that deposits are coming back as per normal and all the regional banks started ripping up right
1: oh yeah see it yeah yeah it looked like a bottom up. yeah kre
0: today uh a lot of people were looking at kre pacd p-a-c-w But a bunch of these banks got downgraded today be very careful this is in my opinion a day trade um kre not bad because it's a etf for uh, all of them so i think there's a lot of other companies that could be bought but um i don't think regionals are profitable and i think there's a lot more bankruptcies coming uh that's one i think you're gonna get into a phase where we'll see Dividend, dividend reduction so people will re- reduce dividends like a perfect example is ZIM, ZIM 91% mm-hmm. dividend right so <laughs> you're going to <laughs> see a lot of garbage um, clear up I'm not saying regional banks are but I think there's a lot of beautiful companies I don't want to start naming them because I don't want people just blindly buying them but um, like look at the things that most people use day to day like every family that I know has a kid that's a teenage they talk about Roblox I'd look into Roblox, right? Um, Google was at 100. I think we had Mark come up and we were just talking about how Google made a small mess up on the AI event and the stock just dumped for no reason. If someone added, I think it was 91 when me and Mark were talking about it, it's sitting at 125 now. The dividend part scares me because yes, it gives you income, but it's sort of like buying a house because of rental income, but the house is actually depreciating instead
1: of appreciating. So, yeah. yeah, you get the dividend, but if the stock is down. Yeah, tw- yeah, if it's down significantly, it, it defeats the purpose. I know a lot of people are like, well, it has a dividend, so I'm just going to hold on to it forever, n- no matter what. But if the stock is constantly selling off and you're getting a 3% dividend, it's not going to offset the the loss. And Zim is, Zim is definitely a trade. I personally would not invest into it. Um, I, I've seen it move. I don't like it uh the KRE it does look like it's bottom out though man like it's it hasn't been to this level since 2020 so yeah if that's you, if you if you guys want to look at like look at IEP 20% dividend right
0: it's owned by the famous hedge fund uh, manager what's Ican I C A H N that's his name um I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing right The problem with this mark is it's oversold but another bank goes bankrupt or has issues this thing will keep sliding down so that's the risk like it's the same thing as your friend that invested in frc and the he lost 90k because they halted the stock so it's it's that phase right now i know kre is not a bank it's a etf but it could keep going down that's like
1: and out of all the banks, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. What I've been trading out of all the banks I've been trading for the last two months has been Schwab. It's been really clear and concise for me. It seems like you can see I even have an alert here. Anytime it goes on, breaks below 50, I'm usually willing to go ahead and buy um, a... Put vertical which is bullish and it seemed to be i haven't haven't lost no that's, that's a lot i did lose one time on schwab only because i was impatient had i just held it for another day would have went back up but schwab is not bad schwab sold off really bad as well during all this nonsense but it's not it's not bad at all so take a look at schwab too if anyone is interested in trading it and doing verticals and stuff keep an yeah. eye on that one as well i like and it just
0: just do not leave you hanging the level roman you want to watch is 42 we need things above 50 moving average for us to show strength right watch 42 if we could stay above 42 maybe consider it but if 42 breaks 40 should be you're like okay i'm not that's how i would look at it because i'm a trader you might be thinking 20 years down the road after all the shit's gone through you know the cleansing process goes but sometimes what happens is this can go to 40 to 30 to 20 is what we talked about like the stock nanox it went to 75 then it went to six dollars Now it's back to $20. So it's like, what's your tolerance and threshold of risk? That's that's what defines you and differentiates you from me
1: and Mark. Yeah. And uh, so last call. Anyone else got any other questions? Going once. Going twice. Going three times. All right. That's it. So thank you guys. If you enjoy this type of on our hot take Thursdays, if you like that, we open up the floor where you guys can come in and ask questions or just ask questions in chat. If you enjoy that, please make sure you give us a thumbs up and also comment below and let us know that you enjoy this. Me and Mo are really trying to make an entertainment show for you guys on Thursdays. So please definitely let us know how you feel. If you enjoy their interaction, be able to come on and actually talk and have, you know, have questions answered or whatnot. So until next time, Next week, we should have a guest. (laughs) We should. I personally love interaction. Like, this was probably
0: my favorite episode. We have a lot of resources and a lot of tools, that, and we can help you
1: live. So this was amazing. I would love to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime, hit us up whenever. You guys can find me on Uncultured Currency YouTube channel. I also have a brand new political show called half breed observer i would really appreciate if you guys go over there and subscribe as well shameless plug as usual but you can find me on instagram by unculture currency no underscore no spaces none of that crap i will never hit you up and ask you for money or like hey how's your trading going nah i don't I do not do that okay so i have a lot of fake accounts and i'm not willing to pay the 15 dollars a month to get a stupid blue check mark i'm sorry i'm old school i don't care uh, and where can they find you mo um on Twitter, OTB
0: Shark Mo and on
1: Instagram OTB Clubhouse. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Until next time, y'all. We were Money Market Truth. Thank you for stopping by. Peace out. That's Hunter.